Cool beans. All right, then, um, yeah, maybe we can just start out with, um, like, before we first uh, started working together, which was at this point, like, what, two, two years ago or something crazy? Yeah, I think it was, like, December 19, the first time I, I reached out to you. Yeah, and in 2000, uh, or, like, December 19, as in, as in 2019, you mean, or December 19th? Oh, yeah, sorry, as in, yeah, 2019. I'm yeah. sure it was, it? Yeah, I'm pretty think, sure it was. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, because uh, then we had, like, about three months, and then then again in, in kind of January 2020. 20, uh, 20, yeah, 2020. 2021. Yeah. 2021, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's right, yeah, December 2019. Yeah, roughly about that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so... Um, so obviously, like before we before we started um, working together, like you had been working out for a while. So, I mean, I like you already had like a decent baseline or foundation as far as uh, muscle mass. But um, your your goal initially was to to get lean, right? Like that's what you yeah. came to me with. Yeah. Um, and then were you like, were you like you did get lean by the end of that? Uh, were you like as lean before, like previously? No, I'd say the the first time I kind of um, you know had had the coaching with yourself. That's probably the leanest I'd been up to that point. Um, thinking about it and and kind of the best journey I had to get to that point as well. Because um, I'd kind of been lean in the past, but I can I can go into that. But yeah, that was like kind of the first point I got fairly lean. I'd say um, not as lean as I've been this time, but maybe around uh, eighty one kilos which for me was probably putting me around i don't know 13 to, to i don't know 16 percent body fat i would i would have guessed i don't know if, if you kind of can care with that yeah but that was over like a six month-ish cut yeah 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 the first time around i i would agree that like yeah roughly in that like 13 to 16 percent i mean obviously um i'm mainly looking at the upper body in the pictures yeah. that I have of you there, yeah. but uh, I, I like that. That looks like it more or less. Um, and uh, okay, cool. So like before that, did you have uh, attempts of of getting lean? And like, um, how did those go? Uh, like, like did you did you have times when you did get lean, but then you just couldn't maintain, or like you had like big challenges even like getting there in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I had a fairly, I would say, interesting journey, maybe a typical journey. So I can kind of go into, um, you know, kind of basically what led me to to getting in touch with you, if you'd like. I can mm. I can go into that. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always kind of been into weight training, even since I was a kid. I've always wanted to be like, you know, that muscular guy. You watch Arnie and Sylvester Stallone movies. And obviously, when you're that young, you think that that's actually quite attainable as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, as, as I kind of progressed through university, um, kept training quite hard. Uh, but for me, it's always, it would always be, be a bit of program hopping, you know, kind of you read muscle and fitness, 12 week of this or, you know, six week of this, or you, you go online and, you, you know, you find some influences. I mean, this was before like Instagram. So you'd go on the forums, you'd find like someone's routine um, and you'd do that for a little while and it'd get you somewhere. But then for me, it wasn't really, I didn't really understand how to consistently train properly myself. So I'd say, I mean, uh, disclosure, I'm, I'm kind of mid thirties now. So uh, between the age of about 20 to 30 um, was a bit on and off with weightlifting. And I did a lot of uh, martial arts. So I used to do quite a bit of Thai boxing um, and, and the weights took a bit of a, you know, kind of the bodybuilding took a bit of a sideline to that. Um, but then I had my son, which meant that I, I basically stopped going to high boxing and I started focusing on my weightlifting more. Um, so at the time I was around probably about 83 kg um, and I thought I'm going to bulk up. I'm, you know, I want to get super strong. I want to get really big. So um, I went on a fairly assertive bulk and I ended up up to like 96 kg. And I basically I was just pretty fat. And by my, my estimation, like, you know, no definition at all, but it was the strongest I'd ever been. So at that time, for me, um, like I, I hit like a 200 kilo deadlift, um, 170 kilo squat, 135 mm -hmm. kilo bench. Um, 
which you know the numbers I've never I'd never hit before um, and you know I felt just really strong at the time but then none of my clothes fit me anymore um, I didn't feel that healthy uh, so and then we moved house as well and, and at the time I was thinking I need to sort something out you know I'm, I'm I've gone way over to the other side and um, so I was like let me try and lose some weight so I I knew about like if it fit your macros, you know, I was an early follower of like Lane Norton and, you know, this is how many carbs, how much fat protein. I thought that was all it was. I thought that that's, you know, you stick to your calories, yeah. you're going to lose weight and it doesn't really matter what you eat as long as you, you hit these macro amounts. So that's the way I used to think. Um, so I, I tried that, you know, to cut, cut down to about, let's say 2,400 calories and I started to lose weight. Um, but it wasn't, really working that well for me um I started to stall quite quickly and I was thinking what's going on here so then I kind of went down a rabbit hole um so I got into um intermittent fasting and you know that was seemed like you know this is fantastic and I started reading uh Jason Fung and all of you know all yeah. of that that stuff um you know fasting is yeah. the best thing ever obesity you know the, the kind of carbohydrate obesity model um so then that took me through to keto um, ah. And I ended up ended up doing like keto plus one meal a day. Um, felt like crap to be honest most of the time. Uh, my training was pretty rubbish as well, um, and I was kind of binging quite a bit. I mean, whether you call it a binging, but like you know, uncontrollably eating foods, particularly carbohydrates, yeah. um, fairly frequently. So I do quite well for the most of the week, and then boom, um, over the weekend or something like that, I'd come back. And I mean, I was even like checking ketones and all of this stuff, thinking like it was this magical thing that if uh, somehow I had keto raised ketones, then the fat will just melt off. Um, yeah, you know what? What you know? What's this about? So I did, I got fit, I got lean, but not not as lean as I've been you know since coaching with with yourself but I'd, i got lean and then maybe like it took me say four months literally took me like three weeks to just completely undo it you know just completely like once you go back to eating carbs and everything else it just fell apart really quickly um and that's when i started thinking you know there's there's obviously more to it um, it's not just about the physiological. There's some psycho psychological element. Um, yeah. I, you know, listening to podcasts and things. I started listening to podcasts because I've got a long commute to work. So at the same time, I changed jobs, um, and that's when I kind of started listening to, to your stuff. Um, Steve Hall, you know, revive stronger. Mm-hmm. We will cut Eric this out. Hall. Just kidding. <laughs> What's that? We will cut this out. The Steve Hall part. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the guys that you had on your podcast, I would then look at their stuff as well. So, you know, like Eric Helms at the time, um, it was I think he was only doing 3DMJ. And you start to think, oh, there's more to this. And Lyle McDonald as well. I mean, although he gets a lot of flack, I think he does speak a lot of sense in some aspects. Oh, yeah. yeah. And some of the things that, you know, kind of came out to me was like, you you would talk about your past with um you know disordered eating and um weight fluctuations and you know the difficulties you had around that and how you've kind of progressed in your journey and I thought this sounds similar you know maybe obviously not the same but it sounds similar like there's something else here there's that psychological aspect when it comes to managing what you eat um so that's when I kind of got in touch with you uh, I think one of your podcasts you, you mentioned about, um, you know, the coaching and things like that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what, what initially drew me towards it. It was like, well, you know, there is, it's obviously not just about the macros. There's something else, you know, your food selection is important. And that's the bit that I, di- I didn't really know. And it's funny because at the time I thought, oh, I know everything. I just need to apply it. I just need someone to help me apply it. And then now I look back and I think I didn't really know anything at all. And, hmm. you know, I was pretty naive. And and now I feel like I'm much more equipped um, to kind of manage my nutrition and, and everything else. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much what led me to, to get in touch with you anyway in the first place. Yeah, I yeah, know. That, that, that was a really cool overview. And it's actually funny because I, I mean, I'm sure you've told me this before. I just uh, probably forgot by now the like the fasting and the keto mm. stuff. But it's funny because like I've I've sort of had the same 
like I went through went through those same uh, stuff as well. And it's just funny how these things move together. Like first you get into fasting, or maybe first you get into low carb, and then into fasting, and then oh, but then like fasting and low carb should work even better because like you're fat adapted. So when you're fasting, like you're gonna yeah. burn even more fat and whatever, and then you get uh, like just like this uh, almost like this nice placebo effect while you're fasting like even if you're getting hungry it's like oh but these amazing things are happening now so it's funny how it can these things can impact different people uh similarly yeah, so. yeah. it's just like a rabbit hole you, just, you, you pick one topic and then it leads you to the other and even like i started thinking oh i'm eating too much protein you know i need to cut it down because of gluconeogenesis and now I'm thinking that that was that's a terrible idea, you know, to try and eat like 100 grams of protein for someone my weight, when actually everything in terms of performance enhancement tells you otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jesus. Um, so you mentioned that you followed um, if it fits your macros and and like um, I, I did that as well. I mean, I, I think everybody mm. should be tracking macros at some point, and I'm, I guess like only. Uh, like an extension of that is if it fits your macros. But um, when we started like the first time around, when we started doing, um, doing the coaching together, I, I believe we started you right off the bat without macro tracking, right? Like it was like two years ago. So a little bit hard to recall exactly, but yeah. that's how I'm remembering it. I remember you gave me a, a kind of a calorie target of around 19 to 2100 and a, and a protein target, but then no, no like specific carbs and fat, you know, it was yeah. kind of like hit, hit this. And I think at the time, I think I, I was tracking to begin with, with the first time and it was, we were building up to a more kind of auto-regulated approach yeah. at that time. And then the second time was started off kind of like auto-regulated. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So how did you like the first time around when we were doing the coaching together and you got fairly lean? Um, like, like what, what were some things that were like in the way that you were doing things? Like, obviously, yeah. at the end of the day, like you're still eating like whole foods for the most part, um, like trying to stay full. And obviously, the workouts element of it is, is a different story. Mm -hmm. But like, what were what were like some of the differences, if you can like recall in like how you were doing things then versus how maybe you were doing things uh, previously when you attempted to get lean? No, definitely. I think that kind of understanding about food selection, I, I, I look back at it now and I think that was quite lacking. Um, so you, you kind of like, I know like clean foods, but then, you know, didn't think a load of rice is actually a bad idea. You know, rice, for example, isn't that filling, although it's clean, it's, you know, it's yeah. not maybe a great option. Um, I remember the, the things that you'd give me to start with about, you know, the ideal plate of food or baseline plate of food, I think you called it, um, like how to put that together um, and, and really thinking about like the satiety factor of foods, um, appetite regulation, um, understanding things around um, environmental factors. So, you know, before it was kind of like, well, I must have terrible willpower because I, I just can't not eat this thing um, that's right in front of me. Whereas kind of some of the things that we, we did together was actually, well, how do you manage that environment? Like, how do you not have that? It's not about willpower. Like, if you don't have it there, then you're probably not going to think about it. Yeah. Um, and so that, that aspect of it made a big difference. Um, and I think definitely yeah, thinking back to it, I remember when you, you'd first said like, pick like four four meals or something and like rotate those meals and at the time I was thinking I can't do that you know there's, there's like four meals like how much how am I supposed to enjoy things um if it's only four meals and it's funny because now I, I I didn't even kind of consciously do it but when I think like how I eat now it's literally the same three meals with, with a slight variation in the protein source yeah. So it's like it's always my lunch or sort of breakfast slash lunch is always a large salad with some meat or tuna. Um, my my dinner is always a base of broccoli or cauliflower with um, salmon, chicken or beef um, with maybe a bit of sauce. Um, now I've added some rice in, but I never even used to have any like starchy carb sauce. And my uh, dessert slash last meal of the day is always Greek yogurt with fruit. 
Um, just yeah. and it's it just like constant to the point where I have basically a separate fridge just full of Greek yogurt. Um, oh, nice. So like, I just buy it in bulk and just keep it in there. So I remember like thinking back to when when I first started uh, doing it with you, I was like, you know what? How's how's that gonna work? And and you know why why do I need to eat this way? Whereas as soon as I started doing it, I think yeah, of course, if I eat this much veg and it's 200 calories, that's going to do me a lot more than this kind of this much rice, which is also the same amount and, and nuts in particular and things like that. So before when I was doing F, um, if it fit your macros, I'd eat like a bag of cashews for like 700 calories and then mm-hmm. wonder to myself, why am I so hungry two hours later? Um, not really putting two, two and two together. I was thinking, well, it's the same amount of calories. I should feel just as full, but actually that understanding of, it's not it's not just about calories, you know, food density is important, food volume, satiety factors important. And and that's really has helped me um uh, when I look how how I eat now and how I manage, say, going out to eat and things like that. Um that's probably been the biggest thing, I think, is just understanding how to pick what to eat to manage your appetite. Um and yeah, you don't really get that with like if it fits your macros because the, the whole thing oh you can eat a pop tart well okay but if all you ate was pop tarts then you're going to be really hungry for the rest of the day um, and you're not going to be able to manage that so i think yeah that was the biggest thing yeah yeah and i mean it's 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 one of those things where it like food selection and and picking things with more volume and that are more satiating like it it seems like a very basic thing for a lot of people and and if that's the case that that's great because I mean, probably they are, they are doing fine and they are like not making themselves like needlessly hungry when they're dieting, but it's just, uh, it keeps amazing me just, um, like sometimes people contact me who have gotten like very impressively lean in the, like before, and then they show me like what they're currently eating. It's like, Hey, like I am actually cutting, like, let's say I'm like 13% body fat, 14%, like pretty lean already when I get down to 10. So like for those like final, like two months, let's say, or final month, like I would like you. I would like you to help me. And then they are sending me their meal plans. And it's like, like, man, like yours probably dealing with a lot of hunger completely needlessly. So, um, I mean, it's, it's just important to emphasize. And then, yeah, I mean the, the meal variety, uh, like obviously, so I, I do give that recommendation to a lot of people that, um, like, look, just pick a few meals that you like, just kind of rotate through them. And if you get like really bored of something, then, then of course, like you can always change it up. But like you can kind of fundamentally have like very similar meals and just like change an element of them up. Um, and, and sometimes it can be as simple as like using different spices or just like yeah. preparing it in like a slightly different way. But I don't like, honestly, I really think that one could have like a very, very complete nutritional plan that is enjoyable, satisfying, satiating, and like micronutritionally very complete from like, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 different foods, um, which like, yeah. And, and those like 15, sorry, my baby is um, <laughs> crying over here. Um, so like those 15 different foods or 20, whatever, those could make up like, you know, four or five meals, maybe you rotate through mm-hmm. them and it's, it, it can actually be really enjoyable. Um, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. So that, that one, it probably took you like a total of like six months to achieve your, your, your final leanness then. So like what, um, what, what happened after that? So like, um, you got, you got nice and lean and like very aesthetic. Um, like how did it go after that? Like, yeah. So, I mean, at the, at the time, um, we, we weren't working together anymore. So basically, you know, I got, got down to a certain leanness, um, and then, you know, the kind of agreement we had, um, didn't, didn't kind of renew at that time. And then, um, did, did maybe another month or two of trying to cut on my own, which went fairly successfully. And then, yeah, then it was kind of like, well, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. I've done it for six months. I'm pretty lean. You know, I want to go back to kind of building some muscle now. I can, I can see I've got a, you know, fairly decent base. I want to see where I can take it. Um, so then it was kind of like, okay, let's transition out of being in a deficit and, and go into like a maintenance bulking, um, so in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to increase calories to start with, you know, by like 400 and um, get me back up to kind of what I guess was maintenance. Um, and it kind of just quickly fell apart because I went from eating the, these very 
particularly filling foods to to basically changing what I ate um, and and just feeling more hungry and ended end up eating overeating and it took me sort of six months to get that lean and then probably another three months to get almost to where I started but not quite um, mm. and it was just literally. I don't know, open, opening the floodgates almost to like all this high calorie dense foods and really tasty foods that I've not had. Not that I felt denied whilst I was dieting, but I think just that change, you know, and, and now I think back, it makes a lot of sense. And I think of some of the things, um, you know, when I've listened to podcasts and, and yourself and about it, like now I understand it's not an on and off switch. It's a spectrum. It's a dial. So, you know, you turn the dial up, you turn it down. Um, but at that time, yeah, that was completely like, I just completely changed all the good habits I built. They just went, they just went out the window and went back to eating normally or normally for me, which was, you know, the high calorie dense foods, the high starchy carb sources, all of that stuff. Um, and then that made me think, well, you know, okay, maybe I, I figured out how to lose the weight, but, that's not great if I can't keep it off. So, or if I, I undo it so quickly. So that's kind of when I got in touch with you again. And I know the first time around we did kind of touch on that. It would be good to see the process through the other end as well. Um, and, you know, now I've learned that that kind of transition can, can be really difficult, you know, for people to go from a deficit to a maintenance and almost is the trickiest part. But I was, again, a bit naive at that point thinking, well, you know, if I can manage on... 1800 calories is of, of course i'm going to be absolutely fine on on 400 more than that why would i have a problem um so that's kind of then what led me to, to get in touch with you the second time around yeah and, and 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 the thing about that is um like like some people might be listening to this i i, I could picture like some of these people who i don't know have cookbooks and mm-hmm. or some like cool food hacks and whatever and they're all about like okay like this is why this is why you had that issue after that diet because you were eating like only like veggies and fruits and whatever lean meats and whatever. Oh man, can you give me one minute? Like I think I need to give some food to the, the kitty because it's like yeah, looking at me now and like meowing into my face from down there. Um, one second, I'm just gonna sit here and in the meantime I'll try to feed her from my hand because like for some reason that's the only way she's willing to eat. So yeah, like, like, like some people might say that like, well, but if you only whatever, like use these recipes, and then you had these like cool, like whatever protein, cheesecakes, or whatever kind of cool food hacks, then you wouldn't have had that problem. But like, there's really, like, if, if you're dieting, there's really no, like avoiding that feeling of like, you're a little bit restrained, like no matter how you're going about it, like, you could not be tracking macros or you could be tracking them, but eating like all kinds of like fun foods, but just in moderation, you could be doing keto. Like once you've been dieting for a couple of months and you lost a decent amount of body fat, like you will have to have like some feeling of, okay, like I'm not completely free to do whatever I want. And, and it's, it's quite natural to kind of like look forward to all of that easing up. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and like, it's, it's a challenge to me as well to this day like it's not now it's it's at a point where it's not out of control when I'm done with a diet but like like still I had that urge of like okay like now I like want to explore some new things like like so far I was so restrained because there was this like limited calorie number that I had to work with but now I have like god like so much more and especially tempting I think if you if you've been in a pretty hefty deficit at the end, mm-hmm. so like I said, like I don't know, like a thousand calories or close to it. And then you go from that to say like a, even just a hundred calorie surplus, like man, like 11 extra hundred calories that you get yeah. to work with. Like I can fit this in and this in. And then, yeah, like all of a sudden just that extra like palatability and it's never going to be quite as good as what you anticipated, like quite as freeing. Yeah. Like you will still feel like a little bit restrained because like you would want to eat more of those good things. So, yeah, I, I think that's why it's, it's good to be just a, a bit more strategic and just giving yourself time because, um, yeah. like, for example, I was done with my diet. I finished. So now as we're speaking, this is October the 3rd. 
And probably I finished like in the beginning of April. So what's that like five months, six months? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it, even after like three, four months, like I was still like experimenting with new things, like just to like make the whole thing more feel more sustainable, like staying at that body fat percentage. And, and after that, like at that point, I, I would say I fully habituated to being that lean and yeah. just the general like lifestyle choices, food choices, like little strategies with eating out, like. I was like fully habituated to that, to where I was not like tempted day to day to like explore new things and whatever, but like still like I didn't have like the complete system worked out for myself. Like it was still kind of like an experimentation process. So, um, so I I think it's very normal and natural. And like, especially it was like kind of one of your first times, like getting lean successfully. It's, it's quite normal to not succeed with it. Like, right, right. You know, at the get go. So, um, definitely. Um, and it's it's funny because I used to hear people talk about it as a skill. I'm like, what, what do you mean it's a skill? Like you just you just eat less, you follow these macro guidelines, and you lose weight. But like, yeah, I fully get that now. It is it is a skill. Like you've got to kind of learn how to manage your environment, kind of build your habits up, understand your own body's satiety and appetite kind of factors. Um, and like you said, you know what 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 can you do to not feel too restricted but yet not completely let go of everything and it's finding some something that works for you and it seems like every time I do it and I've done it it just it does seem to get easier and you know you hear people say every time I compete it does it does get easier I get a little bit leaner and now I kind of understand that a bit more now obviously I'm not competitors I've never you know I've got no some of those guys do but you can kind of understand where people are coming from when they say that um, yeah, because it is, it is about learning, uh, you know, something that works for you, some kind of system. Um, but I think that one of the, the most useful things and something that, you know, we've talked about kind of this time round um, when I was coming to the end of the cut um, for the second time is about, well, actually, you've kind of built these habits and, around eating eating these particular foods in a certain way. So it's it's not about changing that. It's keeping those habits or maybe just adding in okay cut cut back a little bit of broccoli and and add a bit of rice you know add a bit more high density but actually the way you eat and the kind of core foods you eat basically stay the same um and it's just about yeah having a little experimentation here or there and you know it's funny like you said because you've got my fitness pal up you think oh i've got an extra it's almost like i've got an extra thousand pound in my bank account like what can i buy um, let me try this, let me try that. And then you just get carried away. Whereas, you know, if you're quite conservative, you, you, you kind of, the way I do it now is um, I've got my normal, the same food, exactly the same food I ate when I was on a cut. But instead of maybe having such a lean source of protein, I'd have a, maybe a fattier source on this day. Um, or instead of having so much veg, I'll, I'll add a bit more um, starchy carb to it. Um, instead of just having zero fat greek yogurt i'll add some seeds you know so just some seeds to, to add a bit of fat to it and those little adjustments add up to maybe an extra 300 calories a day which takes me you know to that maintenance slash surplus but nothing's different nothing's kind of too drastically different that you know I, i'm able to maintain that same momentum um into that kind of maintenance slash bulking phase um whereas that was the difference the kind of the other time where it was almost like a switch but now it's, it's not a switch it's just yeah. you're just adjusting things but you're basically doing the same it's kind of like you're training you, you might keep the same routine but maybe add a bit more volume as you get into your bulking or maybe cut volume back if you're um, deep into a cut but actually the core way you train kind of stays the same and yeah. so to looking at it like that has been so much more helpful i think yeah 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 i it's it's been it's been quite a big um quite a big revelation it's pretty pretty straight like or obvious i guess if i just think about it but like it's really hard to go like gradually from a cut to whatever maintenance or bulking like not cutting basically if you overhaul your food selection significantly because it's it's very hard i mean it's it's it's, it's almost like using a cable stack with training versus using like a barbell with plates like it's it's there is no like incremental loading to the thing so if you eat I don't know, oatmeal instead of fruits, like it's um, like it's like a tenfold difference in the energy density, or, or maybe not a tenfold if you account for the water and stuff. But um, but but still, 
it's it's much easier to like fundamentally eat the same things, but just add a little bit. And then you can actually add like a, a hundred calories to your diet in the form of something else versus like, okay, like it's a completely different food. So, okay, completely different portion sizes that I have to work with. Like it's, it's, it's just more difficult. And of course, like higher energy density stuff, it's also easier to mess up. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, maybe we could touch on the training side a little bit as yeah. well. Um, and then maybe just uh, we can finish off with like your last cut, like, uh, cause you, you got like very lean this time. Um, so yeah. I would assume that on the training front, like things were actually quite different compared to how you did things before. Um, it's rare that I hear that yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, definitely. Um, so as I said, the way I kind of trained before was um, kind of more, well, this program, I'll do this particular program and I'll do it for, you know, 12 weeks or Candito's six week program or whoever, you know, just whatever fad program you find on Reddit. Um, and not really understanding the kind of fundamentals to, to why, you know, what, what should a program contain or what, what's the kind of basics that you need to have. It's just kind of, you just kind of think, well, someone else has figured that out. I'll just follow it. Um, so that coupled with, with, you know, not being that consistent with training, I suppose maybe because it was, not I didn't really have that kind of specific goal at the time around cutting and I probably wasn't as consistent and there was days where I wouldn't train and um you know didn't quite have my heart in it I guess um but then the the routine you gave me to start with it started off at four days a week um and it was like four full body sessions um and yeah that, that was a bit different so I guess the routines that I was following then were more like kind of push pull or you know whatever. So the full body was was different, um, and yeah, I didn't really at the time fully understand the benefits of of a full body routine. And obviously now I do, and I've kind of gone gone through all the you know, like your backlog of, of um, podcasts as well to kind of understand you know where where what training should be built up on. Um, so there was that change in the programming, and also the fact that it was just. You, you kind of provided that spreadsheet, you know, the log that we would use. Um, mm. And that gave me that kind of consistency and accountability, I guess, as well around, well, not only, you know, do I have to kind of speak to you on a weekly basis and, and, and see where the training is. So that obviously prompted me to make sure that I hit those sessions. Um, but also having that log and, and the ability to kind of look back and, and the model of um, progression as well, like, um, using rep you know kind of a rep target and having weight increments in the weight in between the, the sessions every time you hit the rep target you increase the weight and that kind of progression model having that laid out was um, very different and a lot more structured um, and yeah I think I really kind of took to it um, it I really started to enjoy the training um, and that having that constant uh, progress I think I did make mistakes at the start um, probably expecting myself to progress quicker than I did and, and some of the jumps and the increments were, were pretty massive um, now that I think about it I would say I was kind of like an early intermediate maybe at the time maybe maybe intermediate trainee and yeah. um, to kind of throw on two and a half kilos every week on a squat isn't realistic and then thinking back to it now there's times where I kind of got frustrated I'm like right you know why am I not getting stronger but also bearing in mind that I was in a cut as well at the same time so there's that's things kind of I've learned going forward but yeah I think the, the, the training was it was different but it was it was nice to to have that variety every day to have you know with the full body as well um, and I felt my recovery kind of matched it quite well as well um, but yeah and then some of the exercise selection I mean I had a fairly limited setup so it's a home gym and at the time it was just a power rack with some dumbbells um but some of the kind of options you came up with were quite creative like I did some exercises I just never thought to do um mm. and that was quite that was quite good like for example like gliding leg curls um, yeah. I and never, I never thought to do something like that so that that was really good as well to have a bit of that variety coming um so I think that was really good doing it with you that time round, and then kind of this this time round now where we've gone to like a five day split and I've got I invested in, in kind of a, a more complete home gym so I've got Smith machine kit you know full cable stacks and all of that quite quite a nice setup now um, and then I also bought some fractional plates so um, 
250 gram and 500 gram plates and i've been using that instead of like trying to expect massive jumps and uh, kind of just being a bit more realistic about it and i've, I've really enjoyed that sort of <clears throat> if you look at my log now it's quite rare that I, that I stall out because it's just so gradually progressive but now i look back and six months ago and i think wow like that that is a big difference and yeah, yeah. and i know some of it is like okay learning the movement and a bit of that but um, there's definitely been improvement and I can see it in my, in my physique as well, but it's just having that and I've actually not missed a workout now for probably like six weeks. Uh, sorry, not six weeks, six months. Uh, mm. So since like January and the way I, I, I'd even like rearrange, you know, I'll get up early. If I, need, I normally train after work, but if I'm, if I'm doing something after work, I'll get up early just to do my workout because I just want to want to get it done. And it's really nice to be in that kind of groove Um and the two go hand in hand. So when you can lose some weight and your diet and having that consistency in the training, um, it gives you kind of peace of mind. You think, well, I'm definitely hold on, holding on to my muscle. If I'm still progressing in some way, you know, I'm definitely, you know, improving hopefully. Um, and that makes the diet and a little bit easier because you think, well, actually, yeah, I'm not, I'm not just kind of losing all this muscle and, um, yeah. Whereas I remember back to when I was in that kind of keto phase where the training wasn't as good and I just just didn't look good. I didn't feel good. And I was thinking, what's the point in trying to get lean when I don't even have any muscle underneath it? Whereas now it's a completely different mindset. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I, I think there's a lot, a lot there that is um, like maybe just worth touching on. So like, uh, like the full body thing, uh, I, I like it. And I think it has a lot of benefits. Um I think some of them could actually translate to or will actually translate to like marginally more muscle growth over time. So just, just the fact that you're, you're fresher on the exercises that you do for any given muscle group. And um, so like you will be, what is your problem? My goodness. <laughs> it's like, 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 what can I do? Like I fed her, like she has the toilet, like I'm petting her. Like what, what more can I do? Um so I think some of, some of it will actually be like independently beneficial of just uh, like the, the personal preference element or just that it, it can be psychologically nicer to have that variety, not having to do like a leg day, which some men like, but most men hate, hate leg days um, from my experience at least. And then, but I think um, the trackability is, is what makes full body routines very easy. So like on something like a push pull legs, for example, mm. you can still track progress fairly well. And I really do think that like in the long term, like pretty much like even a bro split. Uh, like, so like if we take like full body push pull mm. legs, upper lower, like bro split, like maybe like, like those are like the most common ones or most famous ones. I think pretty much all of them will get you to the same end result. It's just uh, maybe how efficiently and then how easy it is to track things and then just the rest is just personal preference. Um, but I think, I think like the biggest difference in, or at least what's the biggest um, maybe surprise for most people that I work with is, is just the fact that it's not this phasic approach of like, mm -hmm. okay, like a six week block yeah. of this is like whatever a strength phase and then a hypertrophy phase or whatever. It's like, no, it's just basically just linear progression, which doesn't mean that like, by linear progression, I don't mean that I, I promise that everybody's going to get like linearly stronger every single week. I, I just mean that basically the fund fundamental goal and approach is always the same. And the goal is to keep that progression as linear as it can be. So then we're just tweaking a few things when that linearity stops being yeah. linear or that linearity stops in any way. So like if you're stalling, or maybe regressing, whatever, like some parameter in your program needs to be modified. And then like, of course, like the, like no pre-planned deloads, like, okay, every four weeks, every eight weeks, whatever, it's like more auto-regulation, reactive deloads, things like that. Um, which like, I, th I think it can be very, very hard to buy into it for a lot of people if they were um, following a lot of the smart people in our industry yeah. and like talking about like the need for, for deloads, but then um, 
Oh, whatever like we, we, we could just spend another like half an hour just talking about deloading yeah. but but i think just that non-phasic element i don't yeah. know if that was like hard for you to like no, yeah now that you mention it uh, yeah definitely um it's kind of like you said where it's like normally you'd have a clear mesocycle of whatever six weeks and then yeah you would you would deload and then you would start again and it was literally just the other day i was thinking like so what is the point of doing that so you, you hear like some people say oh i ramp up I get closer to zero RIR across a, a mesocycle, or I add, you know, like one set every week extra across a mesocycle, and I reach this kind of like fatigue level. Then I deload and I do it again. I think what's what's actually the point of doing it that way? Um, if you can train quite, you know, if you could train quite hard, and then, like you said, you, you're making that linear progression. Why why do you need to? pre-plan a deload you know what why yeah. do you need to have a mesocycle where you reset everything back to kind of sub not suboptimal i guess but like below that fatigue or that difficulty threshold and ramp it back up again like if you're already there and you're making progress and you're not too tired and you are recovering then yeah what what is the need in in having this extra volume or getting even closer to a zero rir yeah, it just made me think, like, actually, yeah, I've gone so far the other way now. I think, well, yeah, I'll just carry on doing this until I stop making progress. So otherwise, what's the point? Like, why would I change it arbitrarily? Um, yeah, yeah, like, like those are, that, that's that's like one of the, the common questions. I'm pretty sure you asked me that uh, at least one mm -hmm. time. And I, I think everybody does at one point that, like, like when, like, until how long can I run this setup? Yeah. Or, like, yeah, like when... Yeah when do you think we should change exercises and and like there are answers to all of those like there is a time to change an exercise and but it, it could like the reason for that could be as simple as like you just don't like that exercise like that's yeah. a valid reason to change it uh, of course unless like someone always wants to do something new but within reason that's completely legit but there is no inherent need like if you're making great gains on say i don't know like a a flat barbell bench press and there are no joint issues or whatever like there is no need to switch that out to uh whatever uh, an inclined press necessarily yeah. so um so yeah that's um yeah and 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 i think the whole phasic approach i think for people that don't like training so they don't actually enjoy training and they're just just doing it for the results which like all of, all of us want to get good results and I think all of us would dislike it more if we didn't get good results at least to some extent but for those that are like just in it for the money so to speak uh i think for them it can be like psychologically more rewarding if they know that like okay this is like a six week block and at mm -hmm. the end of it i will either get to deload or i will get to do something else yeah. um for me personally i would hate to have like a mandatory deload every fourth week or whatever like i would probably probably i would actually like, kill myself intentionally like in the gym the week before to like really yeah. deserve that deload and then i would hate that week off and then maybe it would be harder to return because like you kind of get used to just chilling whatever so uh yeah i mean the psychology can be can be there for some yeah. people but um so yeah man um so maybe just to like wrap up because like we've been going on for a while um like maybe just some stuff on your like latest cut so like you you've gotten like very lean this time so um like it was it was a fairly moderate deficit for the most part um yeah. and like we started off without tracking that i i do remember and like we did pick it up like near the end because like at that point like you were actually getting like very lean so at, at that point like we just didn't want to leave anything to chance am i yeah no you're, you're right i think i was kind of like i guess trusting my um satiety signal you know my own kind of intuition um, or whatever you want to call it with that auto-regulated eating so picking the right foods etc to start with um, and it got me to a point and then it was kind of like yeah actually I'm I'm not sure I can kind of trust myself to not eat too much even with picking the right foods and yeah. um, so then it, it it just gradually it felt like kind of naturally transitioned into well I'll start logging some of it and then boom 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 before you know it, i'm logging everything um towards the end um and it yeah it just kind of when you're trying to eke out that last that that last bit you it gives you that 
almost peace of mind because at first it's, it's kind of burdensome and it's more peace of mind not to track but then you get to a point where actually it's more peace of mind to track because you, you're constantly doubting you know am I doing the right thing so it actually helps I think when, when you get to that point but I think yeah definitely um this time around it was I wouldn't say easy but it was a lot more felt more natural didn't feel as, as as difficult as it had in the past um I think it also helps kind of some of the things we set up so the the, the average monitoring of the weight you know some of the things you you'd advised about checking you know the weights a certain point you know in the morning after the toilet etc not wearing any clothes and um, having that consistency and also some some other objective markers like waist circumference and um not like you know we use the calipers but not to measure fat levels but you know to have that yeah. is the uh, is the measurement reducing over time um, and then plus how the performance is in the gym um, that there's there's just so much there that you've, you've got a lot of peace of mind as well you, you can trust the process um, and having someone like obviously having yourself there to bounce stuff off and if there's if I had a moment of doubt it'd be like well actually let's discuss it and then we can kind of bottom it out or, or put something in place you know and uh, strategies for example like if there's there's a couple a time in between in, in the middle of the, the cut where um pretty much every week I was like away somewhere I had either like a holiday um or you know it was like a, not a wedding but it was like a gather family gathering or something like that or a trip away with the kids and I'd be out my my environment and thinking about what strategies to manage that and falling back on on those habits that had built up and and not worrying or overthinking it too much still being able to enjoy myself um so i found it a fairly fairly non-difficult to to get to where i am and i think this is definitely the leanest i've ever been i mean i started off i think it was what 88 kg um or 86 kg and I, the, my lowest ever weigh-in was like 77.5 um, yeah. but that was kind of, I felt like that was a blip you know because the rest of the week didn't average out but I basically averaged out or about just over 78 mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm probably about 79 and a half now and I've kind of stopped cutting um, just over four weeks ago so basically slight tiny 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 surplus um, or even maintenance because when you factor in you know just that extra food bulk and everything probably would take me to that but I think not only was it the leanest I've ever been but when I think of like where I'm at in my physique um, it's probably the best I've ever looked as well so I think mm. you know I'm leaner than I ever was but I'm probably carrying a lot more lean mass than I ever was as well so when you couple the two together and I look back on you know some pictures I've got and things like that definitely I can see it more um and when I think back to my whole training career, like, you know, as I said, I'm mid-30s now. I've actually never felt or looked better at any point, you know. And that's it's nice to know that I have to think, yeah, the best is kind of almost still yet to come in that sense. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. Been, been really good. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping now that I can kind of eke out some, some gain and phase and do it in a way where I'm not going to rebound and, you know, uh, gradually try and book bulk up a little bit but um do it in such a way that you know I'm not going to undo six months of good work um in, in three months like I did last time but I feel like I, I'm, I'm where I need to be to achieve that yeah yeah no I mean you you looked you looked uh phenomenal at the end of it like like your pictures um like someone someone if if I posted that I mean probably I should uh I posted like one picture of you um and that one that one got a really good reception but if i posted like your last last picture at the end of your cut like probably like some people would like accuse me of like lying about your gear use or something like that because like (laughs) like you looked and i I know that that's not the case but like you looked uh like unreal like the like the pump and the whatever i mean you know just the muscles stand out a lot more thanks Uh, a lot I mean, if you want, if you want to use it, like as I don't know, uh, thumbnail or, or even whatever, um, and I can oh, yeah, send thumbnail. you one. Thumbnail yeah. is a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. So, so yeah, I guess just like last question, like, do you feel like now, um, especially like comparing it to the the previous cut, like, do you feel like now you're in a in a, in a, like better equipped to like mm. make that transition i mean you're already doing it and like yeah. you, you didn't say you're 86 kilos uh after having been 78 at the end of it but do you feel like now you're in a 
better position to like really take those habits forward um, into your like non-dieting times? Yeah, 100%. I think, um, you know, that kind of touching back to what we spoke about earlier is just, for me, it's just turning the dial slightly. So having those slightly more calorie dense options in, in my foods, but otherwise not kind of going crazy. I'm not in a diet mode versus non-diet mode. This is, you know, kind of as a, as a name, you know, sustainable self development. So it's, it's being sustainable. It's, it's something that I feel like I, I can do um, and not feel restricted and actually just enjoy things, enjoy training again. And, you know, this time around as well, we've kind of kept up that um, coaching relationship, which is good to have you there. Um, even if I've got nothing at the moment to say, it's kind of like knowing that when something does, does occur or there's a blip, you've got someone that you can just kind of touch base with um, that will add that element of objectivity, kind of steer you back on track um, and then carry carry forward. So, yeah, I mean, I'm loving the training now. Yeah, as I said, I've done the same routine now for six months. And what, what you mentioned as well is like where we've tweaked things is if I've stalled, we've maybe have amended the uh, rec range, you know, something that small or if, if a particular exercise is um, not felt right for me, we've just changed it to another variant of that exercise um, and nothing drastic. And that's all it's taken. And just to see that progress, I'm keen to see, you know, how that progress goes now uh, when I'm eating properly or not eating properly, but, you know, no longer cutting. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the new goal. So instead of trying to hit a weekly target of weight loss, now I'm just trying to heat hit a weekly target of weight gain. Um, I'm hoping to see either a more rapid increase in my performance or, you know, to see my performance kind of take off a bit more in, in the gym and just enjoy those workouts a bit more when I'm not as kind of carbohydrate depleted. Um, and yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Hopefully I can come back, you know, this time next year and say, yeah, it was amazing. It was really successful and, and send you some update pics. But yeah, let's yeah, see yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. It will be exciting to, to watch because, like, now you're in like as good a position as anybody for a, a lean gaining phase, and uh, you can do it for very long, and like, still at the end of it, like, you can still be like pretty lean. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it will be really cool to see. So, um, so yeah, man, thank thank you for for sharing all of that. No um, it's, it's been very valuable. So, please let people know where they can find you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an internet recluse. I don't exist anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who, who knows? Like, maybe it would be worth a try for me to ask. Like, you just wanted to plug your new, um, whatever, coaching business or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your, your new YouTube channel I didn't know about. Yeah, most sustainable development. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, would, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, no, cool, man. Like, this was, uh, this was awesome. No, it was nice. Uh, Thanks for asking me. It's been really enjoyable. Yeah, no, I mean, if anything, it was like cool, cool reflection time. So 